Okay, good luck. We were a little challenged because how do you do a shear at 745 when Shabbos is over after that? We'll figure out a, a time by next week. A uh, special week from the Shabbos that's benching Purim. Lots and lots of special kaisas here. So we are doing today, Friday, Tess Adesheni, and Shabbos is Tess Adesheni. Tess Adesheni is the day the Rebbe Yats came to America. When the Rebbe Yats said those famous words, America is not Anders, America is not different. Also in America, we can transform it not only to have a vibrant Judaism, but for it actually to become the, the source of Judaism. The concept of elevating from the bottom up the entire structure of the world, picking up and thereby elevating the entire structure. And of course, for those of us that slept to Shul once a year on Shabbos, Parsha Zachar. And if you forgot or couldn't make it, you could always hear the Kriya on Purim. So, yesterday's Tanya. What we were discussing is, in this chapter we're looking at Mashiach. And we're saying, why did God create the world? Because he had a desire. Okay, we can relate to desires. We also have desires. What was his desire? He wanted a home. We can even relate to that. We also want homes. But he wanted a home in a very specific locale. Like we know, geography is everything in real estate. He wanted a home in the lowest realm, in our physical reality, exclusively. He doesn't want all of creation to be his home. He doesn't want the spiritual worlds to be his home. He wants his home to be here. And we question that, not only like, why of all places would he want this real estate as his home, but for him, I thought it didn't even make a difference. I thought where Hashem is, time and space are coordinates of creation. He's a creator. He's bigger than that. So why for him would it make a difference when space is not really a concept for him? Above, below, down, up, it's, it's, those coordinates are coordinates that make our world have parameters. He's bigger than those parameters. So why for him is there a significance that he only exclusively wants to be here? So the Rebbe explains yesterday, two days ago, let's go back to Thursday, just to remember what we were saying there is Biruchnius, spiritually, this is as low as it could possibly get. It can't get lower than our current reality. Because in our world, it's hard to see Hashem. It's hard to find God. And if you look with the right set of eyes and with a lot of spirituality and training and working on yourself, you can find him. But if you look with a different set of eyes, you don't see him at all. That's our world. So it will be lower. Where he is impossible to be found, there would be no point in such an existence. So this world is as low as it gets. We said in this world, it's so dark, we don't even realize it's dark. We don't even understand that it's darkness. We already think it's light. That was Thursday. And then the river said on Friday, and you know what? Here's the point. In this reality that is so low that it can't possibly get lower, this is the point of everything. The point is not the upper world. Why is the point not the upper world? Because all of the upper worlds are a deficit for Hashem, for God. Meaning, we'll just start with Exilus. So there's a lot of real estate higher than Atsilas. But you can start wherever you want. Start from Simpson Harishon. From the very beginning, the primordial contraction and going down and down and down and down and down, myriads of levels. So you can get to our 
solar system of the four spiritual worlds of Atsilo Spirit, Siranasia, it's all less godliness, less godliness, less godliness, less godliness, less godliness. So it's all deficit. God just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Not that he's smaller, but the manifestation of self, godliness, is smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So nowhere in creation is there any gain. It's just loss, 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 loss. So what's the point? He's doing all this for loss? That doesn't make any sense. He's doing it for a gain. Where is gain in creation? The only gain in creation is Olam Hazah Gashmi, is in Asiyah Gashmi, is in the physical manifestation of Asiyah. Because in all the spiritual worlds, Godliness gets less, and then it gets less, and then it gets less, and then it gets less. So there's no point. Finally, we come to the lowest, the nadar, absolute lowest reality, our physical world, and here there's gain. Why is there gain here? Because here, in a plane, where klipa, where the concealment of God is so strong, a Jew can come along and do two things. He can do something amazing called iskafia. He can crush the evil. And he can do something even more amazing called Ishapcha. He can transform the energy of evil itself to godliness. And with both of these services, Ishapcha, crushing, and Ishapcha, transformation, God finally has gained. Because there's a new godly energy that emerges from the service of the Jew. That's why here specifically is Mashiach. Because only here is their gain, which means all of creation was to come to this final line. As we see in the spiritual solar system we're familiar with, which is Atsilas, Bri, Yitzir, and Asiyah, what we call Seder Hishtalshalus, the progression of spiritual world until we arrive at our physical world. Hishtalshalus, the progression of worlds, is from the term Shalshelus an interlocking chain. And spiritually, for many reasons that I, I'm not going to go into now, Atsilus, the highest one of these four worlds, flows into Bria. There's no end of Atsilus in the beginning of a Bria. The end of Atsilus becomes the beginning of Bria. And the end of Bria flows into Yetzira. And the end of Yetzira flows into Asiya. Meaning, there's no stop. Well, if Atsilus doesn't come to a stop, and Bria doesn't come to a stop, and Yitzir doesn't come to a stop, and Asiya doesn't come to a stop, that flows into our physical world. It shows that none of them are the point. Because there's no end. The bottom line is in Atsilus, or in Bria, or in Yitzir, and Asiya. They're all a continuum to reach our existence. Because here's the point. Here's the stop. Here's where creation has its fruition. So specifically here in our lowest world, where evil is most apparent, can God have a gain in creation? Because we can transform that evil, crush and transform, and the light that emerges from our service of crushing and transforming is the gain of creation, is the fulfillment of its purpose, which is why here specifically is Mashiach. That was yesterday's time. Today's Tanya, the Rebbe says, continuing this guy's concept. So we're saying that Mashiach, redemption, is specifically going to be here. Now, what does redemption mean? As we explained when we first started Chapter 36, Mashiach means God's home, a permanent revelation of essence. 
Now, that definition is an oxymoron, meaning how will the world survive if there's a permanent revelation of essence? We couldn't even handle the giving of the Torah. Our souls left our bodies because of the enormous revelation of God then. Oilam HaTzilos, the highest spiritual world that we're familiar with, can only handle godliness, can't handle God. It would cease to exist. So how in our world can there be a permanent revelation of essence and we will survive? Now, now we do have God's essence here. And that's a special gain of this world. And again, that is unique to this world. That every time we learn Torah and every time we do a mitzvah, we are connecting with the essence of God. The essence of God cannot shine in any of the spiritual worlds. It will cause those worlds to cease to exist. In our world, the essence can be here because we don't sense it at all. And since we don't sense it at all, it can be here. But we're saying that by Mashiach, we're going to have a permanent revelation of essence. Well, that means the worlds would cease to exist. So the Rebbe explains today that God gave us something that allows the fabric of creation to change in such a fashion that ultimately the essence can be revealed and we will survive. The world will survive the process, meaning the world will exist as a physical world, completely fused, permeated, and expresses of God's essence, and will continue. What did God give us? It's called Tyra. When God gave us Tyra, he gave us the ultimate strength of the world, as our sages say. The Tyra is the strength for us to absorb Hashem himself. We are going to have the essence revealed. We're going to feel it. We're going to experience it. And we will exist. Which means a fundamental change. That fundamental change is created by Thousands of years of Jews learning Torah. That is what has transformed the world to the degree that by Mashiach, and the Rebbe here quotes many quotes, primarily from Yeshaya, that we will completely see God. He won't have any coverings. He won't have even a fringe of a covering. Eye to eye, we're going to see him, and we'll handle it. And that's not something superimposed beyond our reality. That's coming from our work. As the Rebbe explains at the end of today's portion, we have an era of Mashiach we're calling Mashiach. We have a second stage we're calling Tchias Amazing, the resurrection of the dead. And then we have the seventh millennium. The seventh millennium begins with the year 6000. The seventh millennium we loosely view as the second Kufa, the second era of Mashiach. Meaning in the first era, we have Mashiach, within which is Tchias HaMesim, the resurrection of the dead, which is a process. It will begin with the greatest tzaddikim in the very first moment of the complete revelation of Mashiach, as it says in the Talmud, in the Gemara, that Moshe and Aharon will be there from the beginning, as will all great tzaddikim that work so hard to bring it. Why shouldn't they see it happening, not from up there, but from down here with us? But Tchias will be a process that will take a number of years. That's all part of the first era. The second era, beginning with the year 6000, is what we call Elav Hashri'i, the seventh millennium, from the year 6000 to 7000. The first era, which has to happen before the year 6000, and right now we're in 5776, so over the next less than 250 years, 
we're experiencing this first era, which is godliness created by our actions. The complete revelation of God's essence expressed through all the Torah and all the mitzvahs done by Jews since the beginning of time. When we get to Elif Hashvi'i, the seventh millennium, beginning near 6,000, we then come to the era that we view as reward. Reward meaning it's a response from God bigger than our actions. But the entire first period until the year 6,000, for that first 200-some years, this is what our service of God, of all Jewish service for all time has created the complete uncovering and expressing of God himself. And because it's been created by us, because the world has been transformed by the Torah and the mitzvahs, which are the practical expression of the Torah, by our service, the fabric of the world has shifted, Torah by Torah, mitzvah by mitzvah, that now truly the world can handle the revelations of Mashiach. And then through experiencing God's presence himself, for that first period, it will change the world. And what we will be doing in response to it will change the world. For us to ascend further to the seventh millennium, to the year 6,000 reward period, when it will be even more intense. But at that point, again, because of what we're doing in the first era of Mashiach, the world will be able to handle it, to exist as a world, completely fused and expressive of the essence of God himself. Any questions? Okay. Good luck. And Amir Tosem this week will figure out the right time for Mother Shabbat.